And when I say miserable old cunt that I used to work with. Oh, no, no, no. Hang on. I mean that in the nicest, nicest possible way. Way, yes. I was sitting in the car this morning. Yes, that's good. Out in the street in the rain. Mm-hmm. Listening to this morning's Jesse and Jean podcast bit on Spotify. Yeah, if you're looking for it, it was posted uh, a couple of days ago on Thursday. I was laughing my fucking ass off. <laughs> it was very funny. It was fucking hilarious. Could and you know, the best one ever. I watched the Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan movie, Sleepless in Seattle. You've got mail. It ends on uh, at the Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. You know, touching, fun movie. Jill and I were watching it. And a couple of weeks ago, and uh, the theme song comes up, and I think it was Louis Armstrong, Make One Person Smile. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself as I was listening, if no one else is listening to the fucking podcast, at least I'm making myself smile. Well, it's good. I'm making it's, you smile. It's therapy so, for us. Yeah. But, but it, it had a lot of downloads, so it's not just you and me. Probably. Fucking hilarious. What are we getting, about 20,000 a day? Something that's cool. like that. Yeah, that's that's grouping. See, it gets released at midnight when we're all in bed, and I was up this morning really early, and at 4.30 this morning, it had already gone crazy. Yeah. But nobody cares about these logistics and these numbers and these demographics. Accountants And the, and the shit that's coming out of your mouth right now. <laughs> so why don't you stop this endless, stupid fucking diatribe? <laughs> Admonish yourself. Say, I won't do it again, Daddy. I won't do it again, Daddy. And uh, tell us about the Beatles. Well, their brand new song was released on Thursday morning at 7 o'clock Vancouver time. And there's also uh, a YouTube video, and it's called Now and Then. Oh, you're out of coffee, are you? I saw that look of panic on your face. <laughs> See, Jesse's addicted to coffee. See, he wants me to talk so he can take a sip. You should have seen the look on your fucking face when you realized the coffee cup was empty. Honest to God. It, it, like, if, if you had a camera in a car, it would be the look that you would see just before you, like, drive into the back of a transport trailer truck at 100 miles per hour. <laughs> in space. That was so fucking funny. In space. No one can hear you run out of coffee. <laughs> That's right. No one can hear you scream in dismay. Oh. Um, 1964. Okay. I'm a young kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I was a young fucking kid already in 1964. Mm-hmm. And we lived in New Jersey. Mm. My dad did. I've talked about this before. And my dad did television and radio at WNBC in New York. Mm-hmm. And um, WNBC. And he was very much a member of the Rat Pack. And me and my three brothers and three sisters, seven kids, lived with my mother out of New Jersey and my father. And, uh-huh. you know, sometimes he'd be home. Sometimes he'd come in at four in the morning, covered in Chanel number five and looking like a glazed donut. <laughs> Singing Bob Goulet songs because he'd been out with Bob Goulet, who at the time was a crooner appearing on Broadway in Camelot. Yeah. And the two of them had a pussy pad together. Oh, excuse me. A penthouse in case it was raining and he couldn't make it home. Right. So anyway, long story short. Pussy pet. <laughs> see that painting on the wall there? Yes, that, I that do. That picture? Uh-huh. That's the Ed Sullivan Show Beatles 1964 when they came to New York City. The British invasion came in. They played Shea Stadium. And my dad was a big wig in TV and radio. And uh, we were asked if the Beatles could stay at our home in New Jersey because we had a guest house. And my mother was worried the grass would get trampled. So she said no. Fast forward mm-hmm. to today, and it's Beatles again. Yeah. And go ahead, Gene. You've got the floor. So John Lennon, after the Beatles broke up, kept recording, of course. He released some albums, and he recorded a song called Now and Then while living in the Dakota. Hmm. And it was just John Lennon on a piano. So fast forward after he had passed away. Mm-hmm. George was still alive. The Beatles got together. Yoko shared this tape on a cassette with the rest of the Beatles. 
And they said, wouldn't it be great if we did a song using John's vocals? But what they found was they couldn't separate the piano and the voice, and it just wasn't going to work out. So they thought they had a good idea, and they let it go. Now, fast forward again, I think it's eight or ten years after that. A lot of fast forwarding going here. I'm getting dizzy, but go ahead. Jeff Lynn of, uh, what was his band? ELO. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's a real technical guy, and he figured out a way to separate the voice from the piano Mm -hmm. and make the voice very, very clear. Mm -hmm. And now, as we know, artificial intelligence has come along. So Ringo did the drums. They got samples from uh, George when they were trying to do this song before. Paul came in with uh, some some more vocals. They got mm-hmm. they hired an orchestra to have strings, and they put it all together, and they released it on a Thursday morning at seven o'clock Vancouver time. Mm-hmm. And there's also, if you go on YouTube, there's a twelve minute uh, little movie about how it's all made and explains everything. It's really really great. And I heard it this morning as soon as it was oh. released, like one minute after seven. I sent you a text message. Of course, you were up at four thirty, beating off, had nothing to do other than create notes to come here and impress me with, which you have done. For sure. Your diligence on this and getting up at 4.30 in the morning and taking notes and coming in here and circling daddy's ass with your tongue, it's all working, buddy. Keep going. Okay, that's why I whack in the morning. It gets me going. Keep going. Some people have coffee. Anyway, it was released. I heard it this morning. I sent you a text message. Yeah. You know what, though? It's haunting. Let's let's play a clip. Yeah. All right, hang on. Okay. Yeah. And then we started mixing it. Wow. This is it. Now it's a Beatle record. One, two. It was incredibly touching to hear them working together after all the years that my dad had been gone. I know it's true. It's the last song that my dad and Paul and George and Ringo will get to make together. memories come flooding back. My God, how lucky was I to have those men in my life and to work with those men so intimately and to come up with such a body of music. To still be working on Beatles music in 2023, wow. We're actually messing around with state-of-the-art technology, which is something the Beatles would have been very interested in. Now and then, it's probably like the last Beatles song, and we've all played on it, so it is a genuine Beatle recording. Pretty fucking cool, eh? Yeah, very cool. Pretty fucking cool. Mm. By the way, he is the coolest human being that ever fucking lived. Paul? Paul McCartney. Oh, absolutely. So, a few years ago, mm-hmm. I get together with some record producers when we lived up at Whistler. I had a really beautiful studio in my home up there. And I got together with some, you know, Grammy Award winning legendary producers, Spencer Proffer, um, Eddie Kramer. Oh, yeah. So, Eddie Kramer... Um, Eddie Kramer was one of the guys that produced Led Zeppelin. In fact, many people today think he's the greatest living producer, business associate of ours. Um, hell of a fucking great guy. And uh, was a guest on this show that we recorded, and we were 
going back in time, back into the 60s, to get the real story on um, him recording the Beatles in Abbey Road in London. It's fascinating. Yeah. Wow. I was the young engineer working his way up the ladder at Olympic Studios in London in 67. And Olympic had a great reputation at this point. Now, tremendous rivalry because all of the major studios, meaning EMI, Abbey Road, Philips, Pi, Decca, all the major record labels had their own studios and they insisted, forced their artists to record in their studios. Guess what was happening with the Beatles? Because they had so much studio time that they were taking hours and days and days and days and weeks and months in Abbey Road. And on this particular occasion, they could not get into Abbey Road, which is how we got the phone call. And then the studio manager called me up and said, Hey, Eddie, which is a lovely lady, uh, we're going to record the Beatles. Oh, uh, you can just imagine my face sort of drained white. Oh, my God, the Beatles. That's rock royalty. Yeah, I've been working with the Stones and with Hendrix and Zeppelin and all these bands. But the Beatles, that was something else. Plus, we had a point to prove. We were the young independent recording studio, not tied to any record label. So the senior engineer and I, we were called to do the first session, which was Baby, You're a Rich Man. And that I'll have to reserve that story for another time because I really want to focus on All You Need Is Love. They came back a second time to Olympic, and I was the senior engineer on that one. And I remember they walked into the control room. Hello, how are you doing? Oh, everybody's not. And they, everybody settled down right away. John Lennon walks over to the producer's desk, which is going to be his session, his song, sat down there, pulled out an acoustic guitar and says to the whole band who's sitting around, well, I guess we're going to have to do this song for TV then. And it goes like this. And he started strumming. All you need is love. Dun, 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 dun. So... The band said, all right, we know this song. We know what you've got on this. So they all sort of filtered out into the studio. And I'm scratching my head thinking, damn, how am I going to record Lennon? He's sitting right next to me. and He doesn't want to go in the studio. So I figured out a way to take the talkback mic and patch that into the headphones so John could sit next to me and just play right there in the control room. George Martin walks out into the studio and starts to play the harpsichord. Um, Paul McCartney picks up a string bass and off we go. And John says, all right, going to record. So we start recording. Now, if you can imagine, a reel of tape lasts a half an hour. And we hit record at the beginning of it. And we just kept going. There was no stopping, no time, hardly for take two or take three. We just kept rolling. We get to the end of the song and he would go, two, three, four. All you need is, and the band just kicked right in again. We get to the end of the reel. We must have had about 20 takes. And uh, George Myers says, come on, lads, let's go in and have a listen. And they all troop back into the control room. And John says, yeah, can you play two, the two back from the end there? And we wind back to two takes from the end of the tape. Okay, let's have a listen. We all listen. At the end of the take, everybody looks at each other and says, oh, that's it. That's lovely. Thanks very much. See you later. And that was the end of that. 
The next thing I know is they taken that tape that I'd recorded and they go over to EMI and that's when they overdubbed the strings and the horns and that was actually played back once all the overdubs were done for the TV show. We've got to do this song for TV then. Wow. What a story. There's nothing you can do that can't be done Nothing you can sing that can't be sung Nothing you can say but you can learn how to play the game It's easy Nothing you can make that can't be made No one you can say that can't be saved Nothing you can do but you can learn how to be you in time Jesse, could you hand me the um, Jesse and Gene AI machine, please? Sure. Okay. Here we go. Just hook, let me pick it up here in the back. Yeah, okay, so take, ready to take go. one of those vinyls down uh-huh. from the wall mm-hmm. behind me. There we go. We have all that stuff. Okay. Would you hand me one of your favorite Beatles songs? It could be 45 or LP. I don't care. Okay, hang on. Here it is. Okay. This is it. All right. We're going to put it into the Jesse and Gene machine. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm ready. Do you want to hit play? Okay. This is the Jesse and Gene AI machine. It's Beatles Day. I like the song you've selected. I'm now going to feed it into the J&G AI machine and spit out a beautiful Beatles track. Oh, this is going to be great. Stand by. Standing by. Still standing by. Thank you. (laughs) Nice drums. Thank you. AI. It's amazing what you can do.